We're glad you've joined us on Songs of Praise, an hour of musical reflection to encourage your heart.
Sing. 
those walking through the fiery trial. I've watched their saddened faces turn into happy smiles. I bowed my head and whispered, Lord, please do the same for me. Oh, I'm glad that I can tell you Someday I'm going 
We hope you're enjoying Songs of Praise. Here's some more inspirational music. Trust 
for things that could not satisfy. And then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. There are millions in this world. The pleasure earthly things afford, but none can match the wondrous treasure that I find in Jesus Christ, my Lord. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench. This thirsting of my soul, bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. So. Children, if the things this world gave you leave hungers that won't pass away, my blessed Lord will come and save you. If you kneel to Him and humbly pray, fill my cup, Lord.
fill my cup, fill it up and make me
Songs of Praise continues with more inspirational music.
I saw with sword and shield Who boldly braved the world's cold frown And fought unyielding on the field To win an everlasting crown Though worn with toil, oppressed by foes No murmur from his heart arose I asked what buoyed his spirits up Oh, this said he the blessed hope Everything in a manger, the shepherds came to see miracles and wonders. You walked upon the water. Who is this man named Jesus? All men came to see. Unstoppable, you never lost a battle. Magnificent, the ruler of all days. Lord, your power is strong enough to save. There are thousands of ways to save. Lord, you're amazing. From the crowds to alone in the garden. Hosanna to mocking your name Nailed to a cross and laid in a tomb You conquered the grave and you're returning soon Unstoppable, you never lost a battle Magnificent Days. Lord, your power is strong enough to save. There are thousands of ways to save. Lord, you're amazing. Amazing. 
are the author and the healer of my soul. What can I give you? Lord, what can I say? I know there's no way to repay you, only to offer you my praise. Your grace still amazes me, your love still a mystery each day. I fall on my knees, your grace still amazes me, your grace still amazes me, it's deeper, it's wider, it's stronger, it's higher. songs of praise. It's our desire to encourage and uplift your thoughts to our loving Creator God. Jesus. 
from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. He arose, he arose, a victor from the dark domain, and he lives forever with his saints to reign. He arose, he arose, he arose, he arose, hallelujah, Christ Jesus all 
my Savior call to heaven as I saw his love anew. Oh, my Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they do. It is finished, love, he cried. Oh, what love for me he died in my stead. Serve the Lord our God, no man. 
said, You've taught us in the way to go, and we will not depart. There's There's not a time that we regret For sending us to you We thank our Savior to These precious years will not forget These precious years will not forget Join us again next time on Songs of Praise, brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio, to enjoy more uplifting music. Welcome to 3ABN Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. It covers all aspects of living that contributes to good health like cheerfulness, fresh air, exercise, diet and positive relationships with other people to name a few. Crucial also is a personal relationship with our Creator who gave us life and everything we need for health and happiness. In this book, Alan White deals with sickness of the soul and the healing balm to be found by trusting God in all things. Written in simple, beautiful language, ministry healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards. Hello, this is Rosalie and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing Chapter 9, Teaching and Healing. Many have no faith in God and have lost their confidence in man but they appreciate acts of sympathy and helpfulness. As they see one with no inducement of earthly praise or compensation come into their homes, ministering to the sick, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, comforting the sad and tenderly pointing all to him, of whose love and pity the human worker is but the messenger, as they see this, their hearts are touched. Gratitude springs up. Faith is kindled. They see that God cares for them and they are prepared to listen as his word is opened. Whether in foreign missions or in the home field, all missionaries, both men and women, will gain much more readily access to people and will find their usefulness greatly increased if they are able to minister to the sick. Women who go as missionaries to heathen lands may thus find opportunity for giving the gospel to the women of these lands when every other door of access is closed. All gospel workers should know how to give the simple treatments that do so much to relieve pain and remove disease. Subheading, Teaching Health Principles Gospel workers should be able also to give instruction to the principles of healthful living. There is sickness everywhere, 
and most of it might be prevented by attention to the laws of health. The people need to see the bearing of health principles upon their well-being, both for this life and for the life to come. They need to be awakened to their responsibility for the human habitation fitted up by their Creator as His dwelling place, and over which He desires them to be faithful stewards. They need to be impressed with the truth conveyed in the words of Holy Writ. Ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. 2 Corinthians 6.16 Thousands need and would gladly receive instruction concerning the simple methods of treating the sick. Methods that are taking the place of the use of poisonous drugs. There is great need of instruction in regard to dietetic reform. Wrong habits of eating and the use of unhealthful food are in no small degree responsible for the intemperance and crime and wretchedness that curse the world. In teaching health principles, keep before the mind the great object of reform, that its purpose is to secure the highest development of body and mind and soul. Show that the laws of nature, being the laws of God, are designed for our good, that obedience to them promotes happiness in this life and aids in the preparation for the life to come. Lead the people to study the manifestation of God's love, the wisdom in the works of nature. Lead them to study that marvellous organism, the human system, the laws by which it is governed. Those who perceive the evidences of God's love and who understand something of the wisdom and beneficence of His laws and the results of obedience will come to regard their duties and obligations from an altogether different point of view. Instead of looking upon an observance of the laws of health as a matter of sacrifice or self-denial, they will regard it as it really is, as an inestimable blessing. Every gospel worker should feel that the giving of instruction in the principles of healthful living is a part of his appointed work. Of this work there is great need and the world is open for it. Everywhere there is a tendency to substitute the work of organisations for individual effort. Human wisdom tends to consolidation, to centralisation, to the building up of great churches and institutions. Multitudes leave to institutions and organisations the work of benevolence. They excuse themselves from contact with the world and their hearts grow cold. They become self-absorbed and unimpressible. Love for God and man dies out of the soul. Christ commits to his followers an individual work, a work that cannot be done by proxy. Ministry to the sick and the poor, the giving of the gospel to the lost, is not to be left to the committees or organized charities. Individual responsibility, individual effort, personal sacrifice is the requirement of the gospel. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in, is Christ's command, that my house may be filled. He brings men in touch with those whom they seek to benefit. Bring the poor, 
that are cast out to your house. He says, When thou seest the naked, that you cover him. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Luke 14.23 and Isaiah 58.7 and Mark 16.18 Through direct contact, through personal ministry, the blessings of the gospel are to be communicated. In giving light to his people, anciently, God did not work exclusively through any one class. Daniel was a prince of Judah. Isaiah also was of a royal line. David was a shepherd boy. Amos a herdsman. Zechariah a captive from Babylon. Elisha a tiller of the soil. The Lord raised up his representatives, prophets and princes, the noble and the lowly, and taught them the truths to be given to the world. To everyone who becomes a partaker of his grace, the Lord appoints a work for others. Individually, we are to stand in our lot and place, saying, Here am I, send me. Isaiah 6 8. Upon the minister of the word, the missionary nurse, the Christian physician, the individual Christian, whether he be merchant or farmer, professional man or mechanic, the responsibility rests upon all. It is our work to reveal to men the gospel of their salvation. Every enterprise in which we engage should be a means to this end. Those who take upon their appointed work will not only be a blessing to others, but they will themselves be blessed. The consciousness of duty well done will have a reflex influence upon their own souls. The despondent will forget their despondency. The weak will become strong. The ignorant intelligent and all will find an unfailing helper in him who has called them. The Church of Christ is organised for service. Its watchword is ministry. Its members are soldiers to be trained for conflict under the captain of their salvation. Christian ministers, physicians, teachers have a broader work than many have recognised. They are not only to minister to the people, but to teach them to minister. They should not only give instruction in right principles, but educate their hearers to impart these principles. Truth that is not lived, that is not imparted, loses its life-giving power, its healing virtue. Its blessing can be retained only as it is shared. The monotony of our service for God needs to be broken up. Every church member should be engaged in some line of service for the Master, Some cannot do as much as others, but everyone should do his utmost to roll back the tide of disease and distress that is sweeping over our world. Many would be willing to work if they were taught how to begin. They need to be instructed and encouraged. Every church should be a training school for Christian workers. Its members should be taught how to give Bible readings, how to conduct and teach Sabbath school classes how best to help the poor and to care for the sick, how to work for the unconverted. There should be schools of health, cooking schools and classes in various lines of Christian help work. There should not only be teaching, but actual work under experienced instructors. Let the teachers lead the way in working among the people and others uniting with them, 
will learn from their example. One example is worth more than many precepts. Let all cultivate their physical and mental powers to the utmost of their ability, that they may work for God where his providence shall call them. The same grace that came from Christ to Paul and Apollos, that distinguished them for spiritual excellencies, will today be imparted to devoted Christian missionaries. God desires his children to have intelligence and knowledge, that with unmistakable clearness and power, his glory may be revealed in our world. Educated workers who are consecrated to God can do service in a greater variety of ways and can accomplish more extensive work than can those who are uneducated. The discipline of mind places them on vantage ground. But those who have neither great talents nor extensive education may minister acceptably to others. God will use men who are willing to be used. It is not the most brilliant or the most talented persons whose work produces the greatest and most lasting results. Men and women are needed who have heard a message from heaven. The most effective workers are those who respond to the invitation. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Matthew 11:29. To be continued. Join us again next time when Rosalie Rickards continues reading from the book The Ministry of Healing here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio. Tip Lady and I love sharing tips to help make your life more simple. Do you ever feel like your wings have been taken away? Do you ever feel imprisoned inside? Do you wish you could be free? A beautiful butterfly caught my eye the other day. I'm sure it was happy and no wonder. It was out in the garden. It was sunny and it was free. So look in your garden when you feel frustrated and imprisoned. Look in your garden. I did. See colourful flowers nodding in the breeze. I did. Hear the happy humming of bees. I did. Enjoy the warm sunshine. I did. Perhaps you could be startled by the loud cawing of crows. I was. You might feel the soft paws of a faithful little dog. I did. You could see and admire the delicate butterflies. I did. Many of the best things in life are free. Look and see. We may have rules to obey, but no one, no one can dictate our thoughts. Our thoughts are free. And in Isaiah 55 verse 9 we read this. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So here are my two simple tips today that are guaranteed to lift our thoughts higher to eternal realities and away from the constricting, binding things of this earth. Here's tip number one. Changing your focus will change your experience. You know, when I wandered out into the garden feeling isolated and frustrated and I noticed that butterfly, 
my change of focus led me to new thoughts. And I realised that my thoughts are not shackled, my thoughts are free. So changing your focus will change your experience, absolutely guaranteed. It did mine. I went back inside thinking higher thoughts that God infused into my mind, I believe. And here's my tip number two. Choose faith, not fear. Our thoughts are free and we can choose to think faith-inspiring thoughts or succumb to fear for the future. But don't do that. Choose faith, not fear. This is so important for me, I've written it on a card and put it in my kitchen. So every time I'm tempted to think a thought of fear, I remember, ah, choose faith, not fear. And as things happen that could cause us to cower in fear, let's remember that in Proverbs 29:25 we're reminded that the fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. And remember the words of David in Psalm 118 verse 8 where we're reminded that it's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So by changing your focus, you will change your experience. And by choosing faith, not fear, your thoughts can soar way up high and be free. Free like the beautiful butterfly that helped me change my focus and experience. In Proverbs 1.33, God promises this. Whoso hearkeneth unto me shall dwell safely, and shall be quiet from fear of evil. That's it from the two-tip lady today who loves to help make your life more simple. Choose faith, not fear. Change your focus and you will change your experience. Prove it. Go on. 